Hello all, my name is Brittany and this is the Exposing Grief Podcast where I continue to remove that stigma of grief and expose it for what it truly is, which is that natural and healthy way of living and loving. I'll also be adding a little bit of a twist. So this podcast will expose the work behind honoring your grief journey, showing you the real hardships and the unbelievable beauty that grief can bring. I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's get to ending the grief stigma and beginning to build hope. Hello, my Exposing Grief listeners. Happy November. I truly just don't know where 2022 has gone. It's shocking to me. I hope you enjoyed the, and I say enjoy loosely, I hope you found the October trauma series enlightening. I hope you were able to take some things from what our guests had to share and the safe space exercise or whatever it might be. I hope you were able to take some tools away, put them in your toolbox, store them away in your back pocket so you can pull them out if and when you need them. And if it's not a tool, I hope you gained some insight or I hope you gained a sense of normalization or some further understanding by hearing other people talk about their stories of grief and how trauma has showed up in that or their experience with trauma and how grief has surfaced because of the trauma. Whatever it might be, I hope you found benefit in it. And now we're in November, which means we kind of kick off the holiday season. So in honor of the holidays for the month of November, we are doing a holiday series. So I'll be sitting with a handful of guests as they talk about how they navigated grief during the holidays. The holidays can be a very challenging time when we're actively grieving and everyone's reasoning for why the holidays are challenging may look different. So I want to take some time today to chat with you all about some of the most common obstacles that I have heard that make the holidays challenging while grieving. And each of the guests will hit on one of these points, if not all of them. So today we're kind of focusing more on these obstacles from a therapeutic standpoint, whereas the guests will be talking about them in actual execution and their own experiences with them. Um, I kind of, you know, as I'm a very hands-on learner. So it's nice for me to get the information, get the knowledge, but then I also like to see it in play. So that's kind of the purpose of today's episode is we're going to talk about some of the most common obstacles that I've worked with clients through navigating the holidays or that even our guests have talked about. And then the next couple of weeks, you'll hear our guests talk about these and how they've navigated them and maybe how they've shown up. Let's dive right in. One of the most common obstacles I'll hear clients run into are these holiday expectations. And I'm not surprised if you're sitting there going, yup, yup, you may have already encountered some of them. So when I think of the holidays, I think of Christmas baking, decorating, holiday shopping, gift wrapping, Christmas movies, whether Hallmark, my mother loves the Hallmark channel, or for myself, it's the childhood classics, like the Grinch, love the Grinch. So when I think about the holidays, those are all the kind of things that come up. And those are kind of, traditions. And this is where the holiday expectations get tricky and this is where they start showing up. Oftentimes, we think of the holidays as very merry, joyful. People are excited, right? It can be nostalgic. There's a sense of contentment. We feel cozy, all of that kind of stuff, right? Very pleasant, positive emotions are typically attached to the holidays. However, for those who are grieving, so someone such as yourself or maybe a loved one of yours, These traditions can carry an overwhelming amount of expectations. 
right? Whether it's expectations around the holidays themselves and or how to address your own grief journey during the holidays. So some of these overwhelming expectations may look like expectations around how to show up at holiday parties or dinners or family gatherings, expectations around how to engage in holiday festivities, expectations around the griever's ability or the lack thereof to experience joy during this time. There can also be expectations around carrying on traditions that have been previously established prior to the loss. These are all things that leave us feeling overwhelmed and unsure of how to navigate the holiday season while also actively grieving without feeling like we have to shut everything down. We can also experience expectations around our grief journey, right? So like I had said, without having to actively shut things down. So some of these expectations around the grief journey may be expectations on the ability to set aside, and I say this in air quotes, set aside the grief for the holidays. Or maybe there's expectations around being over, again in air quotes, over or needing to air quote move on from the grief. We may hear that outside of the holidays, but that becomes really loud and that message becomes almost on repeat during the holiday, right? Oftentimes people, I've sat with people or I've heard people say themselves like, "Come, really you can't just set aside this, set this aside for one holiday party or Really? You haven't moved on from that yet? No, I have not moved on because you don't move on in grief. And also, I can't just set it aside because this is very valid. And this may be the first holiday without them. And even if it's not, holidays are always challenging for their own reasons when we're trying to navigate a grief journey. So if you are experiencing any of these expectations, whether you're placing them on yourself or you've had people in your support system or around you actively communicate that to you and almost request some of these expectations of you, know that you are not alone. I understand they are ugly to sit in. They're messy. They don't feel good. You are not alone. These are so incredibly common. So I want to highlight them, one, for that reason, to normalize your experience, but also What do we do with them, (laughs) right? If we have these expectations being placed on us, how do we navigate them? Let's talk about it. The best thing I can encourage for navigating these expectations, these overwhelming expectations during the holidays is to set boundaries. I know, I know, I know, I know. It is so hard and sometimes it's like, I don't even, what the hell? How do I know how to set a boundary, right? Sometimes we don't know where to set that boundary. We don't know what boundary to set. And then once we've determined that, how do I actually set the boundary? That's what we're going to talk about today. I want you to take a minute when you think about the holidays, whether it's holiday parties, dinners, family gatherings, just the actual day itself, whatever it might be, if you are choosing to celebrate the holidays this year, And if you're not, side note, that's a boundary you've already established and you're already setting. So keep that in mind. If you've chosen, I'm not celebrating the holidays today, that's a boundary you've set. Boom. So now it's, how do I reinforce that? If you have chosen to celebrate the holidays, when you think about celebrating that, what things are coming up for you in terms of what feels really scary? What are you concerned about? Where are you worried that you might be pushed where you're not ready to go? Have family members already communicated, hey, can you bring this favorite dish of theirs? Or are they already asking you to do things that you're like, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. So take a moment and I want you to identify two or three 
things about the holidays that feel scary, overwhelming, triggering because you you just don't know how to say no to those aspects because you're not ready to do that particular thing of the holidays. So take a couple minutes. You can pause if you need to, but take a couple minutes to identify two or three things that you're like, I know for sure I don't want to do this this year, but I'm already being asked to do it and I don't know how to say no. All right. Do you have a couple of things? This is where we start. We can't even begin to set boundaries if we don't know what we're setting boundaries around, right? Which is not uncommon. All we know is like something's not working. (laughs) I don't like it. But sometimes we don't know exactly what it is or where the thing is that we don't like, where that's showing up. So we need to identify that, which you've already done. Now we need to identify what boundary do we want to set, right? And it can be a very hard, strong, solid boundary of, no, I'm not going to do this, right? So I'll take, for example, my mom is a big baker during the holiday season, I should say. Ever since I was a kid, she would bake, oh my gosh, so many Christmas cookies. And then she puts them in boxes and we deliver them to friends, family, coworkers, all that kind of stuff. This is her holiday tradition. This is what she does every single year. And I kid you not, we, I think... The last couple of years, she's made maybe 40 or 50 different kind of cookies. She makes them all. Sometimes I'll help when I can or I'll make a batch at my house. But I always go over with her and I we take all of these containers and pack these individual boxes and gift them to people, right? So that's a family tradition, a holiday tradition of ours. When my mother passes... I know even right now to this day, even though she's still alive and well, I know that is not something I'm going to be able to carry on right away. I also know people are going to ask about it. Hey, are you doing cookies this year? We'd love to get a box of Carol's Famous cookie, right? I know people are going to want that. Well, of course, they'll still be respectful about it, but I know they're going to ask for it. And I'm kind of already assuming, which I know we should never do, but I'm kind of already assuming that's going to be an expectation that I carry that on. I carry on that tradition of my mom's. But like I said, I know I will not be ready for that the first Christmas without her. So right there, that is an area that I need to set a boundary around. So I've identified what and where I'm setting the boundary. Now I have to figure out how do I want to set that? Do I just say hard and fast, no, I'm not doing it this year? Or do I want to make it sound a little bit more flexible of, you know, maybe not this year, but possibly next year? Or do I want to say no to some and maybe just make it a personal small family thing of I'll make some boxes for my immediate family, right? So you get to decide how you set that boundary and what what you're saying no to and how you say no. And for some people, if they're more pushy, if they're more challenging, that might be where you have a hard and fast, no, I'm not doing it. This does not feel okay for me. If you have people who are a little bit more understanding, that boundary may look different. So once you've identified what boundary you're setting, I want you to now take a couple of minutes to figure out how you want to set that boundary, right? And some of that's going to be your own vocabulary, right? How are you going to communicate that in a way that makes sense to you and just how you talk? How rigid do you want that boundary to be or how firm do you want that boundary to be? And note too, if you decide a certain boundary, a firmness, whatever for that boundary this year, that does not mean it can't change the next year. Boundaries are flexible when you decide that they get to be flexible. Nobody else gets to decide that for you. You get to choose when you want to adjust and reevaluate that boundary. 
I would encourage you reevaluate and adjust that boundary as needed for you, not because people are continuing to push. So that'll lead us into my next point of setting boundaries. So take a couple minutes. You can pause this episode if you need to, but determine of the two or three things that you've identified you want to set boundaries around, determine now how you're going to communicate those boundaries. All right, the last piece I walk people through in setting boundaries is we just repeat. We communicate it again and again and again because people are going to push, right? They're going to push, 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 push. So we say, no, I don't want to do that this year. This doesn't feel okay. They're going to have a judgment about it. They're going to have a comment about it. So we just stay firm in our decision. I have found the less we communicate when continuing to reinforce the boundary, the less that gives them to push back. So for example, come on, you're not going to bake your mom's cookies? Nope, not this year. Well, why not? Why are you? I'm just not doing it this year. You can't just make one box. Nope, not this year, right? It's the same thing on repeat. And at some point they're going to stop. But if I provide explanation of, well, you know, I'm just, it feels too overwhelming. That's going to give them different places to go to try and convince you to get out of your boundary. So we've identified what, where and what you're setting boundaries around. You've identified how you want to communicate those boundaries. Now we work on how do I reinforce and continue to set those boundaries because they are going to push. People are going to push. It's to be expected. Even if they're being respectful, they're going to push a little bit. So when navigating these expectations, I want you to go to this boundary exercise per se to help you navigate how you're going to do these expectations if and when they get placed on you for the holiday season. The second most common obstacle I will hear making holidays very challenging while grieving is family dynamics, particularly how grief influences our family dynamics just in general, but especially around the holidays. So I want to give you a couple of examples of some different grief elements per se that contribute to the changes in family dynamics that you may see or have to navigate during the holidays. So grief can influence the expectations Right, So there might be differing expectations within your family of how to do the holidays and what traditions to carry on. So that's where we bring in that, that, those boundaries. Right, That might be the area that you need to utilize the most. Grief can also influence the way in which it manifests. Right, So the manifestation of grief or how grief is presenting and the way in which people are kind of pacing through their grief journeys may look different from family to family. And that may be really highlighted and really pronounced during the holiday season. Grief can also influence triggers. So there may be some unexpected presence of triggers to grief on the actual day or while engaging in holiday festivities that either you didn't expect to happen or you didn't expect the family to be triggered or vice versa. The family didn't expect you to be triggered by something. And then with this too, how those triggers show up, right? The manifestation of the triggers and how we navigate those. So these are just some things that I have seen be triggered during the holiday seasons in regards to family dynamics. So what do we do with this? We already did step one. We already identified what could potentially show up or what sort of challenging family dynamics could we encounter? And maybe you take those generic points that I had just highlighted 
And maybe you make them really specific, right? So for example, the differing expectations. Asking yourself, do my expectations of how I want to navigate the holidays differ than my family's expectation? And if so, what boundaries do I need to set, right? Or have I noticed even prior to the holidays that my grief looks different than the rest of my family's? And if so, how do I want to address that and navigate that during the holiday season, which is what we're going to get into right now. The most impactful and powerful tool that I can encourage you, clients, whoever it might be, to use while navigating these family dynamics that may have been influenced by grief is to have a conversation with your family prior to the holiday festivities. And this conversation would be identifying and discussing these possible triggers for yourself and the rest of the family. And then we talk about how do we best navigate those and respect where other people are at. I recognize this may not be possible for everyone. You are not alone. That is okay. That is not uncommon. The exercise I'm going to walk you through is still applicable to you. It's applicable to anybody. And then how you choose to execute that, that may differ from person to person. The conversation you would hopefully be able to have with your family prior to this is the possible triggers. So I want to guide you through an exercise that is going to help you identify the triggers that you may have around the holiday season that will help you then navigate that. So the first question I want you to explore is list all possible grief triggers that are related to your family holiday festivities. So this is holiday traditions, decorations, songs, whatever it is, I want you to be specific. So what triggers are coming up for you or could potentially there be there for you when you think about your family-specific holiday festivities, traditions, whatever it might be? I then want you to explore what sort of emotions do these triggers bring up for you? When you think about the traditions of holidays, what emotions come up? But now be specific. It's more around the particular trigger, right? So if I use my example of, okay, very possible trigger is baking, holiday baking, and the expectation that I need to carry this on, that may bring up for me this overwhelming sense of, well, shit, mom's actually not here this holiday season, right? A new level of reality or really feeling how different it's going to be. Right, Or it may tap into some of my own insecurities of this is an area of grief that I haven't looked at yet and I'm not ready to go there. So when you think about the triggers that you just identified, specific to those, what sorts of emotions, thoughts, narratives, whatever it is, is coming up in regards to those triggers. And then lastly, what are some coping skills? So breathing, listening to music, removing yourself from the environment. What are some coping skills that you could implement to help reground yourself and effectively manage the triggers while also allowing you to honor your grief journey? This one you may need time to think about, which is why we're starting right away in November. You've got like two or three weeks to think about this as we lead up to Thanksgiving. So don't feel like you need answers to any of these right now but something to ponder and think about. The last thing I want to touch on in terms of common obstacles or fears that are attached to the holiday season while grieving is this idea of experiencing joy during this time. So when talking about joy and the holidays, the most common, the two most common things I will hear is either 
just being overloaded and overwhelmed with the amount of joy that's around us or questioning the permission to experience joy. With joy overload, as I said, it can feel overstimulating. It feels overwhelming and it feels like, oh my God, this is just too much and resulting in us not wanting to have any joy. Like almost like Grinch, right? Like just, ah, everybody stop being so cheerful. And this is, don't you know I'm grieving? Don't you know my loved one died, right? And this can often leave people questioning and feeling like, gosh, is there something wrong with me? And sometimes... Unfortunately, those around us will question that as well of like, oh my gosh, this just this just isn't her during the holidays. She usually loves the holidays. Is oh gosh, is there something wrong? Uh yeah. I'm grieving. It's okay. I, I don't think I've talked about it on here, but I'll talk a lot about it with clients and just education and all of that of when when we encounter a loss and we're grieving that loss different things changes. And one of the biggest things is being our tolerance. What we have tolerance for, that changes in terms of what we can tolerate, period. And then how much of these things we can tolerate. And holidays may be one of those things. For some people, they can't tolerate the holidays at all while they're grieving and fresh into their grief. For some, they can do a little bit, but not as much as they used to. So if experiencing joy is just feeling like too much, that's okay. Normalize that for yourself. Your tolerance around that may have changed. And that's not to say it'll stay this way forever and it won't change again. It might. But for where you are today and where you are going into this holiday season, if joy feels like too much, listen to that. Honor that. Don't force yourself into something that you you don't want to feel or you can't feel. To a certain degree. For the permission of experiencing joy, I've sat with many people who wonder if they're allowed to feel joy while they're grieving. So some of the thoughts might sound like, if I experience joy, does this mean I have forgotten my loved one? Or can I feel grief and joy at the same time? Um, yeah. Yeah, you can. It is possible to have both negative and positive emotions. I think I've talked about it in previous episodes of this idea of we can't selectively numb, right? So we can't choose to numb all the negative emotions, but still experience the positive. Absolutely not. We need to have both in order to get the full human emotional experience. If you have a moment of joy, acknowledge that. Allow that to be there. And then if you quickly shift into grief, okay, Allow that to be there as well. That is okay. And if you experience that joy, no matter how small or big that time is that you experience it, does not mean you've forgotten your loved one or that you miss them less. It's all part of the natural human experience. So this point is really just to normalize that if you experience any sort of joy throughout this holiday season, that's okay. If you experience moments where you're like, this joy is too freaking much and I'm done, that's okay too. Listen to how you're responding with the holiday season and honor that. Set the boundaries as needed. You have an exercise now to help you do that. Identify what your triggers are. You have an exercise now to do that. And normalize your experience. How are we feeling? Are we feeling a little bit more equipped to slowly start creeping towards dipping our toes in that holiday water? 
So I hope you can take these, apply them to your situation as necessary. As I said, today is more like education-based to get you some tools and hands-on things to navigate some of the things that our guests now are going to talk about as they navigated the holidays while honoring their own grief journey. So starting next week and for the next couple of weeks, we'll have different guests on talking about different experiences that came up for them during the holidays while honoring their grief journey. So I hope you are able to take these tangible tools as well as whatever our guests have to share to apply that to your own grief journey to start honoring, well, not to start, to continue honoring your grief journey while also navigating the holidays, whether it's your first year without them or your 10th year without them, it does not matter. Holidays are challenging while we're grieving. So as always, with any episode, any series, take what you need, leave what you don't. I hope this sparks some thoughts for you, um, some exploration. I hope you're able to get some hands-on tools in addition to what I ever gave you so you can start navigating those holidays in a way that feels right for you. As always, if you need anything from me, I am here. My contact information is in the show notes. Here we go. Kicking off that holiday season and continuing to remove the stigma of grief one episode at a time. We'll chat with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Exposing Grief. I want you to know that you are playing an important part in removing that stigma of grief and in turn creating a world where expression of love for our living and deceased loved ones is acceptable and welcomed. For that, I am forever grateful to you. If you resonated with this episode today, please share it with someone you believe would benefit or I welcome any and all reviews so it's easier for others who need this hope in their life to find me. Here's to honoring your grief journey and empowering others to do the same. Until next time.